Well, Mai's completely checked out, but welcome back to the Mikasa podcast. <laughs> welcome back to the Mikasa podcast. It's me, all about Mikasa. I'm here once again. I didn't know we were rolling. You didn't tell me we were rolling. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Blame the producer have... as always. No, dude, you try to catch me slipping like Billy Bush and Trump. You're not going to get me, nigga. You're not going to catch me. You're not that slick. Okay, dude. I'm not a rookie. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking about, but now, now what's on my mind is Evander Holyfield talking to Mike Tyson. That's, uh-huh. if, that's like, that's my fuck Hulu. I'm coming out the gate with the fuck Hulu segment today. Because I think anybody should watch it. It's a great 30 minutes of your time. Just watch Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson talking to each other. And it's one of the most like motivational and inspiring things you'll ever fucking watch. What are they talking about? I don't know. But Mike, uh, <laughs> I just don't know what they're talking about. But Mike, Mike's just eating an acai bowl. And that was my whole takeaway. <laughs> that, was like, that was what was big for me. But uh, <laughs> he's talking about all his shortcomings and everything. And how like when you imagine people like Evander Holyfield and mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, you think they always won like their whole life, right? right? And Evander Holyfield's talking about going places and learning how to box and winning a lot at the beginning mm-hmm. and then getting punched in the nose one time and wanting to quit boxing <laughs> like for the rest of his life. And essentially the only reason he continued to box uh-huh. from a young age was because his mom gave him an ultimatum. Either you can hit, I'm going to hit you, I'm going to whoop your ass if you don't keep going back to boxing or you can have a chance and actually get to whoop the other person's ass. He's going to try to whoop your ass <laughs> and keep boxing. So the only option was to keep boxing, right? But like, the story that's a crazy approach to raising your child. Dude, no, no, dope. no. It's because he started it. She warned him. She told him, <laughs> you can't be a bitch. She goes, okay, you know what they're going to do to you, right? Like she told him because he was like eight when he's uh, telling her, I want to get into it. He's uh, like, whoop de whoop. I want to get into it, mom, all this shit. He's in Alabama in like the 50s and 60s, right? Okay. okay. And he's, he wants to go join this white boxing gym. So she's like, all right, bitch. You know, whatever you want to set yourself up for, this is like, you're going to have to lock and load if you do this, right? You have sure. to go all in. So he did that and he started to bitch out after he lost once. And that was like, it was what started that whole point of like, okay, dude, you're going to keep doing this shit. Like otherwise, cause he won one trophy and after he had won, uh, she was like, okay, you can do this. Shit. She's like, you got it. Yeah. yeah. So now just the only way you lose is if you quit is essentially like the whole message and all that shit. But it's crazy to see Mike Tyson and him talking about it. Cause like, Mike Tyson bit that nigga's ear off. That's crazy. Bro. Like now they're just sitting <laughs> there. He's buddy, buddy. Yeah, he's eating an acai there. bowl. <laughs> exactly, bro. He's like putting the fucking honey on his acai bowl, bro. And he's talking, uh, telling him a Vander Holyfield. He's, he's like, got like cartilage chunks the in same, it. It was the same. Thing Protect you. you. <laughs> we got any sesame seeds? <laughs> I think Mike Tyson put sesame seeds in his acai bowl. <laughs> That's sick. He probably puts banana in. You know that lactic acid. He knows his uh, shit. You know what I mean. Mike Tyson doesn't cramp, dude. No way. After you see him fight Roy Jones, Roy Jones survived. Roy Jones looked like a guy who fell on the tracks of a train and then got up. Like he like got. <laughs> he was like, whoo! He was like so just excited to get out of there, dude. Like it didn't look like he was staying competitive at all. Like uh, when he was fighting. And did you watch that fight? No, I did not. Uh, it was just hilarious. Was just I've just Mi- seen the the clip. You no, know, it was Mike Tyson essentially kind of like chasing him around for two uh-huh. minutes each round. Uh-huh. And by the time he would like zero in on how to fuck him up, the yeah. round would be over. So right. it, was, it was cool. But the greater takeaway was that Jake Paul shit. Everybody saw that. Oh, we got to defend Jake Paul. I never thought I would say that. But dude, it's Jamil Jamil Hill asking Jake Paul if he's a racist for knocking out Nate Robinson is one of the craziest questions. That's like a Candace Owens question. Like you're trying to entrap motherfuckers. Like what are you doing, dude? She's like painting a weird box. Like I don't think the guy who's hanging out with the baby and wears grills is racist, dude. I think he's like, he wants to be like Chet Hanks. You know what I mean? He wants, he's trying a little too hard. All I, all I hear in my head is like i can imagine that question being asked to like jordan peterson right and was just watching him have like a little fucking freak out <laughs> he's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> oh my <laughs> no 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 but it definitely was racist dude the intu- 
I'm just about to Bro, his right hand, his right hook, his right hook. The right hook was malicious. That was thrown with malicious intent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, they're always just trying to set up these little 20-year-old kids. Like, these are a whole bunch of children that they're also arguing with, which is insane to me, too. Right. They don't get this. Like, even at any point in time, this is what I was even thinking about when you were telling me how, you, like, you don't like him, or not to put words in your mouth. Mm. But, like, you don't really fuck with Jake Paul's vibe, like the yeah. the, the branding or whatever it is, yeah. right? And I'm I a can, maverick, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Just, I wade through the water and shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's like, I'm kind of like the Titanic. Well, no, no. <laughs> But uh, like, like it's fair to say that he's he is insane with mm. the shit he's going through. But he can always fall back on I was only twenty one, okay, or I was only twenty five, sure. right? I was yeah. learning. Yeah. What the fuck is Jamila Hill gonna say? You're thirty five, dude. You're just attacking a kid. Like the kids. Also, just the idea of like looking to Jake Paul as the voice of reason on fucking race relations in the United States just doesn't make sense to me. Also, remember when Dave Chappelle was like, uh, "What the fuck? What was who's who's the reference?" But he's like, "Why the fuck do I want to hear what Flavor Flav has to say?" <laughs> That's how I feel about this whole Jake Paul shit. Like, why are you turning exactly back? Mm. Yeah, that's wild. Mm, jaw rule. It was jaw rule. He said, "Why the fuck do I want to hear what Jaw Rule has to say?" <laughs> he was right. Look, that nigga did Fire Festival. Can't trust the word out of Jaw Rule's mouth. Dude, I saw a guy with a Fire Festival hoodie on the other day. <laughs> and I walked by and I went, loser. <laughs> you serious? I'm serious. Dude, you've been, you, dude, I like how you're down to like harass people now. Like, cause Bat got harassed once. They called him a hype beast for the way he dressed. And now Bat's like, I was like, wearing this claws sweater. are out, dude. His <laughs> claws are out. My bro. Amazon Essentials, bro. Someone yelled out their car window, hype beast. I started laughing, but that really got to me, man. Dude, now you're just coming in, in the room. You're like, I'm gonna get them before they get me. <laughs> All right, bro. Peace, dude. Peace, peace. Uh, uh, our homie just walked out. Our live audience, our live studio audience, just left. I think we were bombing, guys. Dude, what if that's happened on like Fresh Prince of Bel Air? The writers, like, they just did way too much coke the week before. Everything went out the window. Nobody's buying anything Uncle Phil's saying. They're like, Uncle Phil wouldn't put down the ice cream. You'd keep eating the ice cream. The what would it take to walk a studio audience? Like, fucking on Reba? Like, what would it take to rock Reba's live studio audience? You start talking about human rights and shit? <laughs> You're like, Cesar Chavez is right. And like, Reba, Reba's audience is like, hell no. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, oh, God. I think, I think I'd be pissed as a, like, in the live studio audiences, I never understand how people be laughing at like like for Jimmy Kimmel for example I'm not hating on Jimmy Kimmel but I'm I no, fuck Jimmy Kimmel no no, no my whoa, favorite whoa. thing hold on my favorite thing I ever said about Jimmy Kimmel is he tried to roast Jay Leno and Jay Leno just looks at the big ass zoom kind of screen in <laughs> like the 90s he looks at it, he goes you look doughy and you look doughy and that was that that was that no I'm I'm not coming for Jimmy Kimmel right here but it's it's like a lot of those segments on those shows are like oh, we have to put this up on the TV for you guys to get context of what's going on. I'd probably check out of a live studio audience in, okay. in that situation. Okay. This you know? is what they do, dude. They go like this. They go like this. All right, we got this promo for Chili's. Mm. Okay, they got this promo for Chili's. We need a lot of energy, a lot of energy. Who wants gift cards? <laughs> Straight up. They go, who wants <laughs> gift cards? And then they have like really obscure gift cards. It'll be like Cheesecake Factory, uh, $30 for the Nike store, uh, and then like a McDonald's one, right? Half and they tickets go, to Ellen. And I'm telling you, and they go around the room uh, and they generate hype. The warm-up dude generates hype, okay. especially if you've been there for a second. Mm. He does this, gets everybody hyphy, and then you fake laugh at the riblets bit. Like straight right. up, you fake laugh right. and sometimes be like aiming at the mic. But this is like for coverage because most of the shit on David Spade's show is really funny. That's the only time I'd seen that pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. But there's like 
trash ones. Like, nigga, when we was down bad, when I was down bad, bro, like, when I was broke as shit, like, mm. right before the fucking pandemic, all that shit, it's so funny. You know you were doing bad when the pandemic improved your financial situation completely. <laughs> like, dude, like, like, I'm fucking, but I was sitting in this goddamn fake, like, this it, this was not, no exaggeration. It was a disabled dog show, mm. okay? And, like, the prettiest disabled dog. So, very niche environment anyway. And they had to work hard to get people livened up for that you know what i mean so that's a lot of gift cards a lot of fake laughing but like for prettiest pooch in the second cooch or whatever the thing is they're like now coming out daisy and daisy's like (laughs) (laughs) daisy's like missing a leg and she's got like a chicken wing they got a goddamn chicken wing prosthetic because her owner owner's corky (laughs) <laughs> it really likes Wingstop Some weird shit Oh my god Dude it's, it was the saddest shit dude. <laughs> oh I told you about this Off the podcast But I was sitting there And there was some dude There's these old guys Who have never like Made it out of the racket That is like Background work And all this shit right mm-hmm. So they're always bitter And you can tell them They're like an OG On any situation They're just immediately Ripping on shit From the moment They get there Like they're like Why's the coffee warm Like they're just saying shit That's just like already This is what you know Is gonna come with the job anyway Like dude you shouldn't be this surprised Like it's all this stupid shit But he just keeps letting slip That some of us are paid To be livened up Because there's people there Who have paid to be there too To watch this goddamn Disabled dog show As if that that wasn't a finesse anyway like that was that the was biggest Hollywood shit that I've learned from you, bro. Out of, out of all the shit that you tell me about, like extra extras work and all that shit, my trauma that stories blew my mind. That blew my mind that people get to go there for free. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a shit. They're getting paid to be there, dude. You know what's so funny? Like the Jim Jeffrey show uh, for the longest time. There's uh, people who'd pay to watch that, right? And then they'd come out and he'd just take pictures with them real quick. Mm. Nigga, if you were extra, just gotta wait. You could probably take a picture. Probably take a picture of that nigga. So they just paid for a picture. Like I don't know what right. the deal was because we were always getting paid to be in there. Like, dude, some of them are really useful. Like if you're a writer or like any, I don't know if you do like showbiz shit. Mm. Like watching Bill Maher tape his show would be sick because he always ha- he starts with notes and you can see him tape it again. Uh-huh. And he does it. He does it without his notes yeah. and then he does it like with how he's gonna run it the actual show. Right. And then he does the show, which is crazy to see. But like that guy's nuts. Yeah, but he's lit. Like, yeah. he's like a fucking... He has so much... Inform- that was a good nuts. Good nuts. Yeah, he has like so much information to keep track of, right? David Spade is also a fucking professional. Like, see, that's what I really enjoyed about it. Especially, mm. like, when you're broke, there's worse shit to do, right? right? Like, you could be picking it up pe- people's trash and shit. Like, right. But, like, uh, yeah, the... the- <laughs> What? I just got to say, you got me thinking. There's this lady on Hollywood Boulevard today, literally sitting dressed as a bush inside of a like a potted plant, like a planter. And she hopped out and she's like, hello, guys. And I said, what the fuck? We walked by. But she that's, jumped out. That's the shittiest thing you could do she for She jumped money. out? Yeah. And okay. she popped up out the bush or as the bush, out the bush. Did she have a ghillie suit? Yeah, it was it, Exactly. Sitting in a fucking bunch. What are plant. your financial decisions? <laughs> like when people are like, I don't think they understand what investing means. You know what I mean? Right. Just like this one fifty down payment right. on this fucking yearly suit. Right. The street revenue about to be two fifty. <laughs> like hundred dollar gross. We in this bitch. <laughs> like, what's the best case scenario with all that shit, dude? But like, there was this one guy. Like, shout out to street legends, dude. There was this one guy in fucking uh in, uh, in uh, San Francisco. Mm. He was the bush guy. He would like scare people and shit. Mm. And he would like probably could make enough to stay at a motel and afford whatever drugs he needed to get through a life like that. You sure. know what I mean? Like, yeah, naturally. Let's, mm. That's not a sober life. Let's be real. Like. like Boo, you can't do that. Like, it's like, no, come on. <laughs> Just day after day on the pier, it's cold. Like, right. like that, that would suck. But he died, and that was like a thing. Like, uh-huh. niggas would like, 
R.I.P. Bro, like there was like a R.I.P. moment of Bush silence man. around the pier. You know what I mean? There's a moment of silence. Sure. You think other street performers are like there's an opening in the marketplace? <laughs> you fucking <laughs> one of them dies. You see three the three new nigga. Bush guys. The silver nigga just moves over. <laughs> this is the pri- prime location. He was been waiting for it. <laughs> I wonder if street performers are territorial about those shit. You know that's my corner. You know that's my corner, bro. Dude, it's an all-out scrap out there on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Though, dude, homeless people homeless people have way more balls than I do. Like, I, they're they're so much more brave, or maybe they're just crazy. But like, dude, when when we would be at um one of our homegirls' apartments, like the ten ten the, mm-hmm. the Wilshire thing, let's mm-hmm. just give away that building. They don't live there anymore. Look that building up. It's kind of fucking crazy. These girls were living there for free because corporate America. So so like uh, it was a dope ass building. And from up there, though, you could see like the, the freeway exits. Mm-hmm. And on the freeway exits, there's always those little slivers where people, those islands where people can stand kind of like when you're coming into the city, right? right? If you're walking on a on a intersection that has lights, right? Yeah. Like when they're turning on. And right there, all the way down to the end of the sliver, there's people sleeping. Like their heads. Like these heads was on the corner of that thing. Head to toe? Uh, yeah, dude. And I was like, bro, if you're in that tent and your head's on that corner, bro, and somebody's a little drunk or just a little fucked up and mm-hmm. they just... Ah! And they think they hit, you know, how many people you've been with just on some funny shit? They accidentally hit the curb or whatever. Oh, yeah, just for like, sure. for sure. Just people who are dysfunctional, but they're yeah. not like super dangerous drivers, but they're just kind of goofy yeah. and they just like clip it. Yeah. Bro. Sometimes I do it for fun. Fuck dude, it. that's watermelon, dude. Yeah. It's just fucking you popped, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just watching that like high stakes poker, dude, just fucking freaking out. Like, I remember, I think I pointed that out to you. It was insane to see. What's up, dude? I think it was like insane to see, bro. Like, mm. over and over. I don't know. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Stunned cold in the face, just being like, Today I might die in my sleep. Sure. Or do you think that's just not a reality when you do shit like that? I just think it's like when you're homeless in Los Angeles, it's like everything's probably like that. Yeah, but there's definitely better spots. Like, I mean, there's probably another spot you could go to, dude. Like, I'm just saying, like, in order to sleep on that coin, that just was so scary to me. But like, right. Yeah, you're right. I think there are probably also better spots to shit on than the fucking Walk of Fame, but... Dude, you know, you're right, but then mm. niggas like you might come and just break their house. Like, and, <laughs> and, then, and then you're right. Then maybe they should be by the cars. They are safer away from people. You fucking skateboard scumbags, dude. Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give it a rest, bro. Okay, we get it. You got shred. The Netflix people had the right vibe. Oh, I haven't talked about that. Bro, I'm so mad about this, dude. I got to talk about this incident. I usually skate next to the Netflix building on, Speak on, on, it. on sunset, bro, because there's a big, long stretch of like flat land. It's very nice. There's a wall, a little brick wall that separates uh, the sidewalk from the wall that it's like the gate to the Netflix building. So I usually sit there and then I'll practice, practice on my flat ground on the fucking sidewalk. They send out two security guards the last time that I'm there. And this lady comes out and she's like, hey, you can't skate here. And I was like, uh, yes, I can. This is a sidewalk. And she was like, no, 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 no. You can't skate on the wall. I was like, I can't skate on the wall. I, I'm bad at skateboard. I don't know how to do that shit. But uh, this lady's like, no, no, no. We saw you skating on the wall thinking I'm fucking Tony Hawk or something. Yeah. And I, I flip my board over. I'm like, do you see the... I don't see any marks on the bottom of this board, lady. Like, there's no fucking way I was skating on a waist-high wall covered in brick and shit. Yeah. And then they stood there for like five minutes watching me just go up and down the sidewalk, up and down the sidewalk, doing a little manual or some shit, thinking I'm fucking Ryan Sheckler. Dude, I'm so mad. Dude, why would you lie about that shit? You didn't see me skating on the wall. I can't do that shit. Were they plus sized? No, no, no. This lady was ripped. She was fit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, she. She, she, she definitely like plays like bounty hunter or something. She looked like Dog the Bounty Hunter. You know that guy? Who? Dog the Bounty Hunter. I think that's his name. 
You know what he looks like with the Oakleys, the black Oakleys? Oh, let me show you something. <laughs> let me show you something. I think his his, his queen died. Shit, from like Spike TV or something. Oh, dude, you know it was on Spike TV, okay, dude. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, whenever people describe like a ripped, really ripped, like white people to me, mm. that's what I. Say. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, those yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Mm. They have those those clips, those lanyard things that fucking tase you. You know what I mean? At any moment, you can go down at any moment, dude. Um, I keep my oh my, taser on my lanyard. That's I, did, sick. I knew this kid, right? This is just funny. On top of what you said, this uh-huh. is just really. This is the type of shit kids in the baby know, like so calm down. Niggas, they be too smart for their own good. This was this. So my kid is it was just called Money Bitch. He goes like this. He goes like this, nigga. He goes like this. This, and he comes out, he's taking bong grips, like mm-hmm. stretching his leg, and he's taking a bong grip, being like goofy. He's doing like lunging, and then he's taking a bong grip in this little cul-de-sac, yeah. and this fucking lady comes out, starts swearing at him. Like, get the fuck away from here, whatever, right? This nigga, without flinching, bro, coldest shit I've seen, bro, without flinching, just goes, the state owns six feet that way. <laughs> so, nigga, what the fuck? Is that real? Like, I didn't know. Like, I just couldn't know. That's some shit you would know, bro. See, I didn't know. I was like, really? Is that real? And then it was real. You come to find out. See, they can't tell you shit on the sidewalk. That's what I wanted to tell you. The state. Yeah. Next time, hit them with it. Bro, not, think the about state. It. You're right, six though, bro. Feet. I've been getting a little bold because I normally wouldn't talk back like that. But I was I was having a conversation, bro. I was like, no, you're not going to kick me out of here because it's a fucking sidewalk. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Dude. They finally conceded that I won. Fuck you. Dude. God help us if you start filming vlogs, dude. <laughs> You're going to start, dude. You're going to start getting aggressive. With the security nigga looks at you, and he goes, nice tray flip. He goes, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> I'll tray flip into your neck. Dude, I live for this. <laughs> uh, motherfuckers want to clown on my name. They're like, I have no idea who you are. Bro, all I want in this entire life is to get good enough at skateboarding to go back to Venice Beach and kick that one douchebag guy in the neck. This kid has athlete in his bio. So that's like being a dude who does forex and have an entrepreneur in your bio. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of like, all right, dude. Uh, I skated Venice Beach, dude. dude. I'm the king of the snake run. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. This was like when uh, one of our military homies was dissing other niggas in the military. Mm. And I was ha, ha, ha. like, I had to give him the fake laugh because I don't know. He's like, he was just a private. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, okay, dude. The only one I know is when they diss niggas in the reserves because I think that's funny. Right, right. Reserves is like such a whack thing. You might as well work at a drive-through, nigga. Like, what you doing? If yeah, you're in the dude, Okay, being being the best person on the snake run on like Mondays through Wednesdays before the good guys actually start to show up, being that guy is the equivalent of being like the best dude on the dodgeball team. Okay, you know okay. what I'm saying. So you might get on ESPN three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. You're playing. You're on the Z dude. games this year. You know, dude. Do they have those? The no. Z game that'd no. be crazy. <laughs> the Zen, the Zenus games. <laughs> <laughs> the Zion games. They won't say that. Just, they play Lauren Hill's music. Back to Zion. Back to Zion. Yeah, dude. Shout out to the black Israelites harassing people. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Someone's laughing up there. Sorry. It's okay, dude. It's probably just, I don't know. Somebody's doing a Joker impression. Mm. They went to method. Mm. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Right, I was at this, like, this thing the other day, and one of these girls is pretty cool, right? Mm. She's like a talking... And this other girl comes in and she even tells she has this spiel, like the spiel she gives. Mm. I'm a felon. I do heroin. I can't drink or smoke anymore. Mm. Right. Like, you know, like the, she got that out the way within the first 10 minutes. Sure, sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. 
Like, yeah. But the girl that I was saying was pretty cool, right? She used to hang out around people who I guess fuck around a lot, right? right? So she goes, like, after that girl walks away, I go, that was weird, huh? She goes, you think she's serious? <laughs> like, that made me laugh. So and I was like, yeah, 100% serious. <laughs> and the girl was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, she's out of it, dude. Like, and I was like, nigga. But that's crazy. There's people like that. That's what I was just trying to say. There's people like that out here. Like, I think there's probably in general in big cities, probably, where you're like, is this a character what? you're doing or right. is this you? Like, am I right. supposed to respond to this? Because, like, we were just chuckling at it. I don't know what to say. Like, right. yeah. And uh, mind you, like, we're the people I would deem sensible. But that's yeah. always, like, through your lens. You know, you sure. always think you're sensible. Right. But, like, that shit was crazy. Because then she immediately started drinking white wine. So that was like, <laughs> I was like, all right. Like, let's see. Wait, Wait heroin shorty? Yeah, heroin shorty. <laughs> Dude, heroin shorty pulled up with her mom. Very Beverly Hills, okay? Very, very, very Beverly Hills. Her mom used to fuck the guy, the owners, the owner of the home we were at. Uh. Dad in college. Okay. Okay. So this is just like it's already an interesting connection. That's to like, super hot, you know, <laughs> dude. Stop! Are you gonna make me buy Uggs? You keep talking, like, dude. Watch out! Oh fuck! I might have to buy Uggs. Though. The greatest through line in this podcast is me fighting with the elastic on my joggers right now mm. to cover the Puma logo. No free clout. Feel all the way. But um, yeah, it was like it was like really funny because they were the two like weird people. Like when you're around a bunch of cool people, mm. people who are really fucking weird stand out. Right. And there was only one weird person. Oh, that's and, and it was that girl. It was that girl. It, and it was so fucking obvious. <laughs> and I was realizing people have been like the girl that I was telling you was cool. Uh -huh. She's been so worn over from social interactions with right. people in Los Angeles that right. she's just resigned to the fact it's probably just like a bit or something. Right. <laughs> she's just worried. You know what I mean? That blew my mind, bro. She was like, yeah, she wasn't kidding. Well, she's out of it and then just continued with the evening. Right. I was like, okay, right. that's where I got to get to. That level of zen. I was just laughing about it. But like the rest of them weren't even, they were just like so fucking, like this bitch is out of it and then just resigned to like, okay, I guess she's doing her thing. She's working out. It's yeah. a script in the works. Yeah. Everybody's just jack one. Oh my god! Speaking of tortured artists, this is why that angle doesn't pay off. Shyla Douche, dude, that guy, Shyla Boofy. What's his name? Shyla Buff. Shyla Buff. Shyla Boofy. Shyla Boofy. You lost me for a second. He's that Thrack Pack nigga. That, that, that low key. Uh, dude, that. Did you know what happened with him? No, what happened? Oh my god! Fuck Shyla Buff, bro. Like, okay, I didn't oh, know. No, it's dude, only funny. Happened, bro? It's only funny if you knew. Then you were gonna add some jokes on, oh, like the Oreo be on top of the Sunday. Now I got to explain the situation, and we can't look at it with the hindsight. Okay, like Shia LaBeouf is an extreme domestic abuser, bro. Ah, uh, no, he be, dude. He be making, yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, to FKA Twig or whatever her name is. You know that girl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She makes, like, pretty good music. Like, yeah. Really, really good music. What like, the fuck? Yeah, dude. Like, so, see, I thought you knew this. Did Shia, this just come out? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, dude. Dude, it was right after, right after the Chance shit. The same guy who goes, Chance went out bad. Uh. <laughs> Said, Shia went out bad. <laughs> went after another... Damn, but like, bro. yeah, no, no, he's a scumbag, bro. Like, real shit. Like, he's like, uh, there's nothing really funny with his situation. The only yeah. funniest shit is it's the nigga from Even Stevens. Like, chill <laughs> out, bro. Like, get your shit together, dude. You have nothing to be mad at. I get your dad whooped your ass in a motel, but there's nothing low. You know what's always crazy to me? Yeah, but whose dad hasn't whooped their ass in a motel? Fucking get over it. Dude, if you make good art, somebody <laughs> had to whoop your ass in a motel, okay? Okay. Let's get it. As long as we're on the same page. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. He thinks he's all original and shit. God damn. Too many white artists are holding Caulfield. Sorry, I said it. I'm sorry. But you know what mm. I mean? Like, they're already in and accepted and shit. Yeah. And then they're like, dude, what's going? 
the industry. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I made a hundred million dollars and I just, I can't understand it. Like, uh, I think that's also just not being grateful, to be honest with you. Like, niggas who remember where they're from mm. are always grateful, and they're mm. never like, I don't know what to do with you. Right. <laughs> you think Jay-Z ever woke up, and he's like, dude, I miss selling crack, man. Like, <laughs> like the $100 million, why do I have this? I don't. <laughs> Damn, this could have been $100 million crack money. The, the, the one that was so weird to me, this is like, this is just a weird, I, I, I saw this young dude, this mm. guy who got success relatively young. I don't even name names because I respect the dude. His art, like, mm. a lot, the shit that he makes. Mm. He got relative, like, a lot of success young. He's got a pretty good amount of money young. And he's already had, like, written one successful movie, and he just turned 30 now, right? Okay. And um, he's talking about going back to touring and doing live shows sure. and having to interact with an audience. And, like, you talk about feeling an intimate connection even when he's doing theaters, all this shit with mm. his audience, right? But then he goes on to talk about how it's, like, Dude, he was like nitpicking things to be upset about. And the mm. interviewer essentially said that too, because this is not shit. Because he, he said he can't talk about this to other artists because a lot of them don't relate to it, which is interesting to me in, to say that anyway. Right. But he's like, they, um, the amount of money people are paying to come see me now is creating a bigger gap between that I can, the, between me and them that I can't relate to, like right. in all this shit, right? Uh -huh. And he was doing this whole angle of it being like tortured and everything. But none of his shit was, like, relatable. His content, if you knew who it was, it's not mm. like it's particularly relatable. It's, like, all abstract shit. Sure. And he kept picking out things like this. He would say, like, he started to realize there's more of, like, a, where's your ego at? Yeah. Because he was saying, am I so fragile that if I don't get a standing ovation, I think it's a bad show? Right. Like, he was starting to get into shit like that. Uh. And that's where you understand that that's kind of, like, a choice, I think. I think that's a choice you start to make. Because unless you're saying you're depressed, which he wasn't saying, mm. he was talking about his angle about purely his live gigs, like why he likes movie making, but then doing stand up and shit really fucks with him. Right. Dude, Can't you just lower the ticket sales then? But that's the but the, that's the thing. Like, okay, if I somebody who I can use their name because they like is Joey Diaz, right? Uh -huh. He he doesn't like to feel disconnected from his audience right. and shit. But he doesn't charge over more than like twenty something for a ticket, sure. right? And the thing is, you still make so much money that yeah. you're still going to be displaced from your fucking yeah. audience. And he's the king. Yeah, but anyway, you're going to get displaced no matter what. Because right. if you're a show business and you're successful, you're going to make money, bro. Right. But like being pretentious and shit is a you choice right. and not being right. able for them to connect to you is up to you. Like right. you think Dave Chappelle's worth $60 million. He still connects to people. Like, mm. You feel me? Like, but like, dude, it's, I think there's some people who don't have enough of a thing to run away from or don't have something to like drive them. Or you know what I mean? Because mm. it seems to me like a lot of people who are like, either if they're never hungry, it's because they have something driven. Like Michael Jordan has nothing to run away from. He has a good family, all this shit, but he's driven. He has something, he puts something in his mind and he keeps right. going for it. But it seemed almost like the Tyson, <laughs> what? Michael Jordan be making shit up to have shit to run from. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? Like that's yeah. what I think it's just even culturally. <laughs> right. This is what I was talking about. Why I, like, why I was saying probably a lot of niggas don't relate to the no name thing about canceling your touring right. because white kids are saying N word to you. Mm. That's stupid. Because I, I, I've always thought that's dumb. Like, mm. and I don't think no names, dumb, all that shit. It's a different thing to get into. But like the very idea that you're upset people are saying back to you words you are writing and this is the audience you're attracting in itself. Right. That's completely on you, dude. And you're not the first person to overcome that. So it seems also more like a, some things are really problems of privilege, dude. Yeah. Like those are yeah. shit like I would kill. That's problems I would kill to have. You feel me? Yeah. I think, I think it's one thing if that were like the only example of that happening, but you're right. Like that's a, I mean, I, I feel like it's it, not a black white even, thing. Yeah, I gave even a, even though you talk talking yeah. about that before, though, it's like a like all black artists have had to go through that. Most of them, yeah. bro. Most of them have yeah. to. Like, 
Like, and some of them have found funny ways to address it. Mm. Like Amina, mm. they don't say it. If you don't know, Kendrick, Kendrick's right. like funny. They find funny ways to get around it. Right. Also, but like, there's also a thing of like, like a, bringing a white fan on stage just to test them. Yeah, exactly. Like, see, <laughs> like, there's just like, <laughs> but it's also, you got to understand how laughable that is too. Right. Because like, it is in the lyrics and everything. That doesn't mean they're supposed to say it, but it's also like, dude, you, you have control over what you write in your lyrics. Mm. If it irked you that much, mm. It's like a Vander Holyfield. He just stopped boxing, nigga. He look pussy, right? Like, you look pussy. That's how you look. If you just stop doing that, right. all right, then stop writing the N-word right. in your raps if it bothers you for people to say it to you. Like, yeah. I guess on the flip side of that, though, it's like also a... So nitpicky, I mean, it, though. I mean, it, it, so nitpicky, yeah, that's bro. That's fair. I think, I think the, the one justification, though, is like, like you could have in your mind if you're writing art that's intended for black people, you know? And that it, it feels like if they're words that are a, like an integral part of like your message or your attempt to like to relate to the audience that you want, I guess it would be frustrating if the audience that you're attracting is different. Yeah, but, but then it, at, at the end of the day, that is on you to, I guess, change your approach, right? That also brings up a bigger question because all this art shit's subjective. You think yeah. that that's her target audience? Like that's even a question in itself. You can ask her. Mm. You know what I mean? These mm. are our questions we don't know about none of All I know... Is that when you're complaining about shit that's within your control, that's kind of like helpless shit. It's really weird to me. Right. When people, but like, I don't know. I, it's also when you have nothing, right? Mm. And you see people who have all these opportunities and shit. And then you're like, you're complaining about certain inside out things of your opportunities. Like that, some day-to-day things that you don't like about some of this shit and, and acting like it's catastrophic is very interesting to me. But that also shows you why like people, like there's always like levels to success as well. Dude, Jay Prince was on Rogan. Mm. This guy moves in silence, but he's so successful. Like, he's in everybody. Anything that's successful. Floyd Mayweather. Fuck, Dre- dude, the camera just turned off. Ah, it's all good. Shaka Khan. Should we just wrap it up here? Yeah, well, let's finish up. Okay, let's- so, yeah, Jay Prince. Jay Prince was, like, he's connected to LVO, Floyd Mayweather, all those people, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, all the places he's been and all the things that he's been able to see and do because he's, like, driven and gets past a lot of bullshit. Mm. Like, a lot of things that are nitpicky. Like, yeah. he addresses that. The ability to not focus on things that are just kind of, like, day-to-day. Dude, the feds were trying to lock him up and planting ecstasy on him and shit. That's realer shit than, like, right. this kind of shit. And yeah. he's, like, he was, like, a manager, okay? Uh-huh. He's not, like, he wasn't, like, the rap nigga, right? Mm. Like, he was a manager, right? So, like, I don't know. I, part of it is I've always thought, like, uh, I talked to Donnie about this a lot, actually. Mm. I just think always the perception from most black kids or black people or young black people who are trying to make it. It's like it, young women as well. You can see it a lot with young women, young black girls who work really hard, who are in school and right. shit. You can see it a lot. They don't expect the expectation to be that you're going to be pretty good and then you get accepted. Right. The expectation's always been that you've been taught that you're supposed to excel mm. and then while you're excelling, you get average. Mm. That's what I was explained to. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you're supposed to work really hard and then made, so like that you cannot be denied these opportunities based on people being fucked up or mm. racist, all this kind of shit. And I think that gets lost when some people get successful. The first person I was talking about was white. So like, that's a very interesting dynamic. But the no-name shit is definitely like, these are things you've got to overcome. Right. Like if you're trying to like... Because even the, in the examples you use, people, people do overcome that. Yeah, because she wants to be the... Like, what, the only reason I'm saying is because she wants to be the voice. Mm. If you want to be the voice, then you have to overcome your actions. Have to line you have up to earn the that. voice. Yeah, you have to also like... Part of this whole thing is overcoming. That's a very small thing to overcome, sure. at least in my lens. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't dealed with that yet, I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't make rap music. You right. know what I mean? Like, you also grew up in the Bay. Yeah. So. <laughs> dude, shout out to the Bay, dude. <laughs> but like, like, I don't know. that It just, it just seems like, um, it falls in that category of, of, uh, expecting shit 
but and like getting it and then not understanding what all comes with it too though right. like she, like when you want all this shit you gotta understand it's all that comes with it it's right. all, like chance doesn't understand all that comes with it i guess nobody explained to him mm. people aren't gonna like your shit sometimes yeah not everybody's gonna like you right like it there's some things that you see with these people and it's not just it's any artist or anybody i right. think like it's, you got to check it in yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you got to make sure you need... Or just study the people around you that have been successful before that's, you. That's what I mean. Like, people like Jay Prince, I was telling you, I was hyphy, bro, when I watched that Jay Prince thing. Like, mm. he got me hyped, dude. I was out here like... Bro, because he... A lot of us have, like... And a lot of people who are even mildly successful have, like, a... They create, like, fake conflict for themselves to overcome and, like, fake shit. And they just kind of, like, talking shit to people and it's, like, being dicks and, like, you're just being kind of begrudging because you're not actually executing on things, right? Sure. And, like, you need tension in your life or whatever. These niggas had actual tension and actual things to be worried about. Right. And the way he excels and handles it yeah. should put into perspective, for me, at least what I take away from it, uh -huh. how the fuck I'm supposed to go about this day-to-day -day shit. Facts. Like, if my roommate's being annoying or whatever, uh -huh. I can handle this, yeah. like, much differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. I That's how I apply, like, I attempt to apply yeah, it sure. right now. Like, But that's what I mean by, like, it's interesting to me when people who are super successful, you would think that they have that whole recipe, but then that's why there's levels to that shit. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. That's also why there's levels to that shit because they're all in that same dance. Like, no name could be on the same rolling loud roster as J. Cole, right. but there might be a, there, not might be, there's a huge gap sure. between Dreamville shit and like all that shit. Yeah. Fair enough. You want to end it here? Yeah, I feel like it'll be weird if it, you... Uh... Yeah, that's good. Sounds good. All right, guys, this has been the Me Casa podcast. The video cut out. Well, that was because we were getting harassed by our German friend. I'm just joking. <laughs> that dude's pretty cool. We were just talking to this German, uh, German homie for a sec, talking about music and shit. We should have asked him his opinion on David Guetta doing his thing for George Floyd. <laughs> have you seen that shit? No, I have not. Oh, my God. It was so <laughs> funny. It was so funny. He goes, he's playing the music, and he goes, uh, it's like the EDM. It's like, ding, 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 ding. This is dedicated to, to oh, yeah, yeah. We George talk, Floyd We talked about this. We talked about it. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. put that in the video uh, at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what they asked for, nigga. Uh, all right. Pretty usual. We love you guys. Thank you. Oh, dude. Shout out to our 20 subscribers, bro. Thank you, guys. That's lit. You guys are legends. I'm looking at the camera. There's nobody there. But thank you. <laughs> thank you, guys, on YouTube. Anybody who's listening to this, go hit the YouTube up. If you want people to watch your videos, toss a like. Throw a comment in there. If you don't want people to watch your videos, don't do anything. Who gives a fuck? All right. Per usual. Love you guys. Gang.